This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. I think it's going to be an interesting election. Biden is raising a lot of money. He's beating Trump in fundraising 2 to 1. Trump is beating Biden 10 to 1 in the popularity department. But I'm going to say that there's a good chance that you're going to see Uncle Joe 2.0. We'll soon see. Year away, I think, right? Year and a half, I guess. One of the reasons why is the voter ID issues used all over the world, but somehow in the United States it's racist to ask for ID at the voting polls. Well, I don't know. Democrats might be a little surprised when uh, some of these minority groups that previously voted Democrat don't. But I don't think that's the real issue. I've said this for a long time. Uh, Immigrants, particularly illegal immigrants, get vilified in some ways, rightfully so. They've broken the law. It's creating a problem for our country. However, many of them are hardworking, industrious rugged individuals that this country desperately needs, and they provide a lot of labor in many cases, which is good. I think a lot of them are Republicans. I really do. And I think what's really happening is that these votes are being manufactured or or stolen or something like that. I I think that most of it has to do with the, the dirty voter logs. But this voter ID issue is central to that. Get a load of this, by the way. The two-to-one money that Biden is raising, I don't know what percentage of his money, you can probably tell here, not a huge percentage. Um, I can't do the math right now in my head, but a couple of percent maybe of Biden's overall haul has come largely from the American Federation of Government Employees. What does that tell you? You know, I've been speaking about this for about four years now, this problem. This problem of employee, government, employee unions, which I support, by the way. I get to that in a second. What I don't support is their involvement in our elections. should be illegal. It's a clear conflict of interest. It's unfair to the membership that the union somehow hijacked their vote, whether they agree or not. And the money is clearly being used to influence elections, and politicians are making promises that are not necessarily good for the electorate to satisfy the whims of the government worker unions. Quite frankly, the members of those unions, they're not happy either, amazingly. But somehow the unions keep giving the money, uh, and I don't even know if this is union, National Treasury Employees Union, this is $400,000. National Association of Postal Supervisors. No conflict of interest there as they handle all these mail-in ballots. Uh, Ballot counting. Who do you think does that? County employees. So you've got Biden with a clear edge in stealing the election and raising money to buy the votes needed. But Trump is killing it in popularity. None of the other Republicans even coming close. It's a complete joke. Chris Christie is nothing more than a sideshow. Ron DeSantis has probably destroyed his career. Mike Pence couldn't get enough respect to get two votes at this point after what Tucker Carlson did to him. 
And you've got um, the uh, Indian gentleman. So I forget the name. And I guess he's still hanging in there. Well, Chris Christie's still fine. What did Chris Christie say? We'll talk about it. Wait till I tell you what that loud mouth said. So a couple things before we go roaring down this uh, path, of, ugly path of politics. I'd like to mention a couple of things for the sake of, of business sake, if you will. It's summer. Listenership in the summer is slow. What will happen is people will come back in the fall and then we go back and listen to all these old episodes. You'll see this surge like a tsunami. <laughs> I'm being dramatic. Uh, but there is a cyclicalness to the cyclicalness, cyclicalness, tongue-tied to the podcast listenership. And I guess that's just the way it is. But it's summer and it's slow, which is good for me because I haven't been keeping with the five days a week. I don't know if I'm going to go back to it. You know, I actually uh, toyed around with going down to one day a week. I think one day a week's not enough, though. I think you need at least three, ideally, minimum. What do you think? I'd like a little feedback in general. That's what I was kind of getting back. What do you say about this podcast? Has it just been bad lately? I don't think so. I get a lot of good comments, a lot of emails. I welcome your your emails, info at ChristopherScottShow.com. Um, I used to send people to the website, leave a message there. You can, ChristopherScottShow.com. I used to encourage people to do it for SEO purposes, the clicks and things that help the rankings. But I'm so shadow banned at this point, it really doesn't matter. That's part of the problem. Which brings me to another point. So I'd like your feedback. What would you say about the podcast? Too positive, too negative, too serious, too sarcastic. Good, huh? Mm, nothing. Let me know if I haven't heard from you in a while. Now, uh, I encourage you to email me, by the way, any feedback that you have on a particular topic, the podcast, or perhaps ideas on stories that you've seen. Uh, I read them all pretty much immediately, I would say, because uh, via mobile app on my phone, I can read the emails. And, you know, like many other people, I have, you know, scroll time in my life, right? But I don't really do much social media. A little bit. I'll get to that, too, here in a second. Uh, so I prefer to spend that time with listener emails, and that's the trade-off I've done. I gave up social media for other reasons, and I've found it far more rewarding to take that scroll time, if you will, and spend that with emailing back and forth with listeners. And uh, anyway, I read them right away, uh, you know, within a few hours, typically. Of course, there's exceptions to that where I may be tied up. Sometimes, you know, go like a day or two without checking the emails. And I like, I what's lost touch. And then I go in there and I see the emails piled up and it makes me happy. It really does. I really appreciate the, the, the all the people that do email me. If I haven't heard from you in a while, let me know. Info at ChristopherScottShow.com. If I never heard from you before, either way, give me some feedback. If you were doing the podcast, what would you do differently? Let me ask you that. I don't know if I'll take your suggestions. Like I said, I read them pretty quickly. I'm not always able to get back to people quite as quickly. Usually, usually I stay on top of it. But every once in a while I get behind, and when I do, it takes a little bit to catch up. And when that happens, I also prioritize the people that email me regularly. I don't do it first come, first serve. And that may be a little upsetting, and I'm sorry, but I'm one person, and there's only so much I can do. And I had to pick my path, and that was it for right now. You can give me your feedback on that, too, I suppose. Anyway, uh, feedback, info at ChristopherScottShow.com. 
If you know anybody that listens to podcasts or is interested in news, politics, current events, and uh, maybe thinks the way we do, maybe you suggest the podcast to them. Share it on your social media if you're on social media. Be careful with that one, though. Good golly, right? Um, anyway, along the same lines, I've been having a lot of fun on Gab. And some of you remember, made me remember back when... <laughs> Uh, remember back when I had a little Twitter run, back in the day, back in the, the good old days of Twitter. I actually briefly thought about I have a little social media game, is what I'm getting at. I think if you went and looked at the feed on Gab, uh, C, it's at C Scott Show, gab.com at C Scott Show. Uh, the links are ChristopherScottShow.com, ChristopherScottShow.com. Pretty simple. Everything's right there. You can email. You can listen. You can check out my books if you want. Um, Gab, uh, lots of activity and having a good time. But you know, Gab's a funny place. Like people aren't following me. If you go look on my feed and you see the activity, it's high for by Gab standards. And um, but the people aren't following. I don't ask though. I'm always like, can you please follow me? Can you please be my friend? I don't really care. <laughs> Doesn't mean much to me. But I find it interesting that people are sharing and commenting, like, why wouldn't you follow that? Gab's a funny place. Well, here's another question I'll ask you. I would love some feedback on this. With all that is considering going back to Twitter as a verif- blue checkmark verified, I'm going to pay the eight bucks, I guess, which I loathe all of this, quite frankly. But I'm uh, a little concerned that they won't stop shadow banning me anyway. Who knows? Um, they haven't undone everything that was done before. Maybe I could go back and, um, I don't know, re re uh, a new account or a different email or something like that. But I think they tie it back to the IP address without getting too technical. I don't know if it would be effective. And I don't really want to do that. <clears throat> if they don't want me there, I don't want to be there is kind of my attitude. I don't know that I want to be there in the first place. Let me know what you think. Should I go back on Twitter? Yes or no? ChristopherScottShow.com. You can email me. You say it. Say it with me. So ready? One, two, three. Info at ChristopherScottShow.com. Not trying to talk at you like a fool. Just you may be driving or something like that. And I was hoping that maybe you'll remember to email me when you stop driving. Something like that. Anyway, it was a good weekend here um, for the most part. I, maybe I mentioned this over the past couple of weeks. I have a little stress in my life. And uh, it's funny, not funny, ironic Friday. I say I use the word funny and ironic uh, very synonymously. It throws people off. That's not funny. <laughs> All right, don't be so literal about everything. My wife tells me I'm sarcastic. You know what I say? Stay away. I mean, just let me be me. Can I be me? That's what I love about the podcast. It can just be me. For the most part, not really. Actually, I'm not sure if that's true. Anyway, stress in my life. Friday was a very stressful day. And um, I came home, came home early afternoon, I'm going to say, maybe 4 o'clock, something like that. And uh, I poured a whiskey. I walked up, I said hello to my wife and daughter. <clears throat> and I said, um, I got to uh, clear my throat. There's a little feedback for you. You're not supposed to do that. There's like a pause button, and then you clear your throat. Not me. No manners, no grace anymore at all. What are you going to do? I get sloppy. Very sloppy. Anyway, I get home, and uh, I didn't drink a lot, but uh, I had two cocktails. 
and just sat outside and I had to decompress a little bit. Um, you know, I don't, I don't recommend drinking. I know some of you, you know, very anti-drinking. I applaud it. Uh, but for me personally, I'd say, you know, I, I need a little belt here just to, just to kind of get a grip on what the heck just happened to me. No big deal. I don't want to make a big deal out of it. It's just sometimes life's a little stressful. So the reason I even had the whiskey here was because a buddy of mine had said to me earlier in the week that he was going to come by and visit, and I better have some whiskey. So Thursday night I went and got whiskey, and um, he came over. Well, he had been having a very stressful day, as did my wife. I said, boy, there's a lot of stress to go around this fun-filled Friday. But otherwise, the weekend was good, rolled into it. Other than kind of Saturday, I was ruminating. Do you ever do that? You ever ruminate when you get angry or upset or whatever? It's like almost till uh, in the early afternoon Saturday. Finally, I said, "Self, we're gonna have to have another whiskey." No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, no, actually, I went for a good hike and uh, got a good sweat going, and just said, "Hey, let's uh, let's close that door and open a new one here," and kind of just shook it off, I guess. You, know, you can't control everything. What are you going to do? Sometimes just, what do you do? When life gives you lemons, you make lemonade, whatever the saying is. You know what I mean? Sometimes life sucks. I, you know, that's a, people go, wait, why would you talk like that? The people that are always like, oh, it's not that bad. Every day is a great day. No, no, it's not. It's not true. <laughs> Some days are terrible. Like I said, I don't want to exaggerate too much what was going on, but it was nice to roll into the weekend, get a nice break. I focused on the podcast a little bit. It's good, too. Got a couple things going on. Let me give you a better look at this uh, election, right? Democrats in Massachusetts trying to give voting rights to foreign nationals. I I believe that that would be, um, well, not illegal immigrants. Forgive me. Let me give you the details. I was about to say something incorrect. They say foreign national. Democrats in Massachusetts proposed a bill that would give foreign nationals the right to vote in local elections. The bill would allow non-citizens with legal status in the United States to vote in cities and towns across the state. Supporters of the bill say that non-citizens pay taxes and contribute to their communities, so they should have a say in local politics. Interesting argument. What do you say about that? Uh, I say absolutely not. They're not vested here. They don't own property here. They weren't born here, uh, in most cases at least. There might be exceptions to that, right? But either way, uh, at the hands of, of Democrats and some rhinos, they continue to corrupt our elections with these ridiculous ideas and notions ranging from mail-in ballots to drop a box on the ground ballots to no verified ID, to ranked-based voting. I forget where the location was I reported uh, a couple weeks back. They want to allow corporations to vote, and now immigrants. All the while, while they refuse to make a serious effort to clean up the voter rolls. John Kerry says people have a better quality of life with strict New Green Deal-style climate mandates. John Kerry said people will have a better quality of life with the implementation of these mandates similar to the New Green Deal. 
He said these mandates will lead to more jobs and a cleaner environment, but uh, there's arguments that it will hurt the economy and lead to job losses. What would be the case in that? Well, both are probably true. I don't know that um, you know an investment in so-called clean energy is bad. I don't see why it needs to take over our economy. If you look at the money <clears throat> that's spent on energy in this country, I just cleared my throat again. Great self-feedback there. I didn't even take my own feedback. Anyway, in regard to uh, John Kerry's claims and the, the new Green Deal, uh, I'll just put it very simply. It's all a stinking scam. <laughs> I started to say, if you look at the amount of money spent on energy in this country, it can't possibly support remotely what they're spending on. It's just money literally being flushed down the toilet. It's a real shame if you ask me, uh, because if they weren't so hell-bent on depopulating, we could actually probably solve, uh, solve a lot of problems. Do you believe that that's the agenda of the woke corporate liberal culture that's currently overtaking us, whatever you want to call it? Do you believe that they do want to reduce the population? I do believe that there are efforts. I really do. Here's a story saying that um, the left, with their identity politics, wants a permanent division within the country. This is a joke. It's both parties want permanent division. It's great for business, just like the war with Ukraine. That tension is great for business. It's just like computer viruses. The the antivirus companies love them. They really do. Everybody else, not so much. I used to say, I think sometimes these hackers and whatnot, that they're actually paid by the, the antivirus companies, right? Hey, go go put a computer virus out there so people have to pay us for protection, you old mafioso. So I don't think you can blame the division in this country on the left. Matter of fact, I'll take credit for it. I had this conversation with my wife. I had it with my buddy uh, Friday night when we were blowing off some steam. I've said it to you before, the Second Amendment. Do I want to talk about reasonable gun laws? Absolutely not. The most reasonable gun law that I know is the Second Amendment, and I say restore it fully, encourage people to carry, encourage safe gun ownership, responsible gun ownership through the, through the uh, uh, providing youth training programs in schools across the country. Nothing would scare our enemies more. Nothing would do more to create peace. Nothing would do more to solve crimes in this country. Everything that the government is doing is good for the government and bad for the citizenry in, in regards to the continued violation of our constitutional rights to protect ourselves, even with firearms if needed. We need to stop these crazy prosecutions of people simply exercising their Second Amendment right, in many cases to defend themselves or their property, and they end up getting in jail for it. It shouldn't be that way. We need to have a right to defend that is uninfringed. That's what this argument is really about. So no, I don't want to talk about reasonable gun laws. Yes, I do. The most reasonable gun law I know shall not be infringed. Period. You know, they want to say, oh, there's nothing that's absolute. I'm pretty sure where it says shall not be infringed, they meant it to be absolute. And if you want to change it, there's a process to do that. But we're not agreeing to it. No more gun laws at all. They can't even follow the laws that we have, case in point, Hunter Biden. And you're supposed to just watch that little bit of corruption. You say, what's the big deal? That they're going to have the guns and we're not? No thanks, I'm not going for it. So you want to say to me about division in this country, you want to blame it on the liberals, liberals, I'll take my share of the credit for it. 
I'm not willing to move an inch. Not one. That's where I'm at. Doesn't have to be you. God willing. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> big mouth, Chris Christie. I'll stop my insults at that. I just, this whole clown show, I find it hard to believe Chris Christie's out there, if you don't know, bad-mouthing Trump. Here he says, this latest is he said he'd fight Trump and that he'd kick his butt. What are we talking about here, girls? Like, this is not impressive to anybody. Uh, It's really along the Jerry Springer lines, world wrestling. They don't care. They have to resort to these tactics Anything to to get people riled up. It's what the business, the news, the the political parties, the politicians, it's what they have to do. Stir things up. Christy, sorry, dude. You're just not a a fight promoter. That was throat clear number three for me. I guess I could reschedule when I'm feeling it. It's my allergies. What do you want me to do? Uh, Chris Christy, anyway, this is just a clown show. And quite frankly, I don't know even if maybe Trump might be in on it. You know, it's just a very familiar pattern from the, the wrestling days, you know what I mean? I'm very unimpressed. I don't know, maybe it's effective, they have to do it, I, I stay out of it, what do you want me to tell you? More than 800,000 borrowers are now eligible for student loan forgiveness. Here's what that means. It means that 800,000 borrowers are going to get student loan forgiveness. So, this is, uh, wasn't there just a Supreme Court decision saying that it was unconstitutional? But here they are doing it. And in reality, what are we seeing? What's this all about? Not a damn thing about loan forgiveness, student loan forgiveness. Where's the success stories? All these talks at these different times of different groups here and there getting loan forgiveness. Why don't we hear many of the press releases on the success stories? I'm not hearing any of it. Maybe it's out there. I'm just not seeing it. You tell me. But either way, what is it? Clear buying votes. No influence there. Here you go. Biden, $72 million in the second quarter, doubling what Trump took. Green giveaway. Biden releasing $20 billion for clean, green, clean, clean, green energy projects. $20 billion. How many votes is that buying? RFK Jr. press dinner explodes in a war of words and farting. Describes a press dinner featuring RFK that turned into a heated argument between Kennedy and a journalist, which included accusations of lying and flatulence. They then go on to talk about Kennedy's controversial views on vaccines and the COVID-19 pandemic. It's not controversial to me at all. And let me tell you something. Uh, RFK Jr. is going to take votes away from Trump, at least some. Because there's a crowd that's not happy with what Trump did with the vaccine, myself included. I don't feel as strongly about it as some other people. I think if you think back on that time, people wanted a vaccine. And he worked as quickly as he could to provide that. And I think what we got, we were going to get, whether it was fast or slow. It wasn't Trump doing the lockdowns. Although there were lockdowns under Trump, it wasn't him doing it. And uh, he was not forcing the vaccines on anybody. They say there's a civil war brewing within the Democrat Party. I think there's going to be a huge war going. But the money is pouring into Biden and the establishment Democrats. And lo and behold, there is evidence of something that I've talked about frequently for a while, well, ever since the stolen election, that you were going to see Democrats eating Democrats. 
that there would be a, pe- a power struggle from within. I'm just going to stop talking about the throat clearing. You're going to have to deal with it, I guess, because I'm not going to stop recording. And I'm not going to keep hitting the boss button. What can I tell you? This isn't NPR. It's a little rough and ragged. I'm just a guy with a podcast. That's all. Down here in my basement. <laughs> oh, man. An underground bunker. An armed fortress indeed. What are you going to do? Anyway, there was some infighting. Cortex uh, was criticizing Biden and Pelosi. Cory Booker criticizing Kamala Harris. I say more, more. Um, what do you call it? Uh, not bravado. Jerry Springer nonsense on the Democrat side. And then Cortez came back and, and endorsed uh, Uncle Joe. She probably got to bounce on his knee. And he was probably able to sniff her hair, the creepy Joe. There was a couple of the posts I had on Gab. You can go check it out. It's unbelievable. This guy, is somebody going to rein him in? Joe, everybody, the world thinks you're a creep, dude. Stay away from the little kid. I mean, just whatever's going on there. Maybe we're misinterpreting the whole thing. I don't want to make any uh, false accusations. I don't know. It's weird. Stop doing weird stuff, Joe. But I guess maybe it's his own way of generating publicity, right? Trump has his way. Biden Biden does it the, the creepy old man way. I don't know. Doesn't work for some people. Mail-in ballots could be secured um, by serial numbers, some people say. I say no. In-person voting. One day, make it a legal holiday. Maybe even on a Sunday. And and with uh, all non-essential businesses to be closed for one day uh, for election cycle. And do it on the same day. I could go on, but I won't. Industrialized world's least trusted government. Only 17% of Americans trust their government. Global poll found that the United States government to be the least trusted among industrialized nations. What does that mean in practical terms? That the world thinks that we're lying, corrupt. Is there any other words I could throw in there? I couldn't think of any. <laughs> I see it from the international news. We have no respect. We really don't. Obama appointed judge blocks Florida's election law banning non-citizens from collecting voter registration forms. Why is this important? Why would non-citizens who aren't supposed to be voting, why would they be collecting voter registration forms? How much does it really go on? I'm not sure, by the way. Uh, I could probably find out if I wanted. I remember, if you remember back the last election cycle here in Pennsylvania, um, I actually served as a campaign treasurer. It was a fascinating experience. And kind of as a, uh, also kind of a uh, um, de facto campaign uh, assistant, I guess you could say. And uh, I learned a lot. But one of the questions I had is like whether you can pay, you know, canvassers and, and things like that. And um, I believe you can. I believe you can. There's probably uh, reporting requirements, I'm sure. But uh, I believe you can. I think you got to be careful about any of those expenses that you d- deduct from your taxes. You know, so if you have employees, by the way, you know, handing out documents, um, you know, on, on the clock and you're paying, that's a political contribution. I think they, I don't think it can be expensed. I'm not certain of all this. I have to look into it. But there's a reason why that these, uh, that they want to have non-citizens collecting voter registration forms. Biden administration cannot contact social media firms if you haven't heard. 
the judge came out, this case, uh, I, th- I believe, I'm just going off the top of my head, if I'm correct, I believe that the state of Missouri filed the complaint, possibly with other state attorney generals, uh, basically accusing the Biden administration of, I think it would be civil rights violations of free speech under the First Amendment. The federal judge issued an injunction, injunction and a strong statement saying that they were Orwellian tactics being used by the administration. Unconstitutional seems to be the flavor of that. What do they do? They appeal it. <clears throat> and don't think for a second that they simply haven't come up with a workaround using a third party. Probably already done. Um, let's see, what do we have here? Uh, Soviet-style t- tranny propaganda should make you blush. I forget this story. Um, well, anyway, I believe in, in Russia they, they banned uh, any transgenderism. Don't quote me on that either. I'm just going by memory. Uh, Pro-Kennedy Super PAC has raised $10 million. So just to put this in round numbers, and I don't, this, doesn't, this may be the total on it, but for the second quarter, Biden, 70 million, Trump, 35 million. This is all round numbers. And Kennedy, 10 million. Not Trump change. But I think DeSantis had some money behind him, too. That may be wavering. Um, let's see. Secret Service, uh, the White House, cocaine story. Big bust. I didn't really mention it. I don't like this kind of drama. More Jerry Springer nonsense. What are my theories on it? Um, could it have been hunters? Uh, certainly some circumstantial evidence pointing in that direction. Is it possible that they don't know? I don't believe so. I believe they do. Uh, there's rumors of, of uh, rampant drug use in the White House. And maybe there is everywhere. Everybody's pointing fingers. Was, there, when it, was that going on when Trump was there? Kind of find it hard to believe. I really do. You know, I'm thinking of um, some of the high net worth people that I know that are in business and trying to think if, if they would tolerate their employees using uh, drugs at work, or much at all, really. And I'm going to say um, not a one, really. But I, can, I could be wrong. I don't know. Um, I did have a, a former employer, a partner in the firm, who he revealed to me that he had smoked a lot of marijuana when he was younger. But I, I didn't get the feeling that he had any inclination of putting up with it at work at all, but like I said, who knows exactly. Um, Local officials seeking revenge on their hometown newspapers, advertising boycotts, legal action, retaliation against the newspapers. You've heard me talk about this, uh, my firsthand experience reporting an issue here in my town and how the media just, the, the, the walls went up. I never saw anything like it in my life. The amount of censorship going on, much of itself. I'm not acting like the, you know, the DOJ came down here and, and censored me. It happened automatically. The machine, the messaging wasn't consistent with the, with the uh, 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 logarithms there. I don't know. The secret DC Uniparty summit to stop Donald Trump. I'll leave you with this story. I don't believe that. I put it this way. I believe they will do. Whatever it takes to stop Donald Trump, I really do. And this story could get very dramatic. First, they're going to have to fend off RFK Jr. He's going to primary Biden. 
This is happening right now in front of us. If Biden had half a brain, he'd dump Kamala and see if he could cut a deal with RFK Jr. But I don't see RFK going for that. And Kamala, she, she'd spill the beans. Everything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He can't do that. And he, and he doesn't have half a brain. So none of it's going to work out like that. Some people are talking about a, a Trump RFK ticket. I don't see that happening. Uh, I, I, just, I don't see it as a good match. I think they both have merits as president. Uh, I like a lot of what RFK says, um, but I don't think he would necessarily make a good president. You know, not, a good speaker, a good message does not necessarily equal effective president. And it's just my personal opinion that, right, at least right now, and I'm not saying I'm like, you know, all in on Trump. There's a few things I'm very concerned about. The vaccine one is ties to the pharmaceuticals, the impact of that. Uh, but the bigger issue for me is the debt and the economy and what the heck they're going to do at this point. I think you get us out of Ukraine and many other great things. But the big thing for me is this debt. What's my financial future going to look like? And then, so you're going to have Biden dealing with the attack with RFK Jr. nipping in his heels the whole way through the primary, at least. Are they going to uh, steal it away from RFK Jr.? And this is another thing. I don't think that RFK Jr. has the infrastructure in place to fend off a stolen election. And you might want to say, oh, I sound like a big conspiracy theorist. You should check your history, my friend. There are volumes written about stolen elections. It doesn't get a lot of fanfare, but there's many, many stories. You don't have to take it from me. It's like anything. It's like the New York Times bestseller. Last time I heard, I'm sure it's gone way up now. It costs you about $100,000 to get on the New York Times bestseller. They say, wait, I thought it had to do with how many books I sold. Not really, apparently. I'm not saying never. I'm not saying that's not a factor. I'm not getting into it, but you pay. I did it. I was on the cover of a national trade magazine at a very young age. <laughs> award-winning. <laughs> the award-winning was the amount of money I spent on ads that year promoting my business, which worked really well. Either way, either way, uh, the votes are going to be bought. You're going to have RFK Jr. nipping at Biden's heels. Are they going to be able to steal the election away from RFK Jr.? And the, the problem there is going to be in order to steal it, you're going to have to have loyal Democrats, right? Because, you know, you can say what you want. They're going to, in order to be participating in that, they have to be loyal. And they're going to do it to one of their own so freely. And um, I wouldn't be so sure. I wouldn't be so sure. Now, what happens if RFK Jr. gets the nomination? Whoa. Can you imagine? I don't know if Biden can stay on the on the ballot then if he doesn't get the party nomination. I'm not sure about that, that part either. But there's a real issue. There's a bona fide issue. And I, I don't think that the media or the DNC really has a good handle on how much of an issue that is. And maybe they have more than me. I don't know. Maybe I don't either. Who's to know? Then you have the Trump issue. Trump's going to, best case scenario, have to navigate likely one of these two guys. Is there any other real Democrat contenders? Not right now, right? That's not to say that somebody couldn't jump in. But RFK Jr., He's, he appeals to the Q crowd. So now <laughs> they got to take out two, including one of their own. They try to label them. They're already labeling and not one of his own. But anyway, then you have the Trump scenario. And I believe that the money 
the control, the power in this country, and probably much of it foreign influence, that they will do absolutely whatever it takes to stop Trump from becoming president, even if it means starting a nuclear war in World War III, so that they can suspend the elections just like, uh, uh, what's his name, did there, Zelensky in Ukraine. I'm not saying that I think that that's going to happen. I'm not saying that I think it's probable. I'm just saying to you, I don't think there's any limit to what they will do to stop him. I think they'll throw him in jail. I think they'd assassinate him. Um, I think whatever it takes that they're capable of doing. If you look back, they stole an election in plain view, trumped up bogus charges on Trump, tried to impeach him twice on bogus charges, completely, uh, completely exposed at this point spied on him while they're doing drugs in the White White House, collecting all this money, all this criminal activity. It's really unbelievable what it's doing to our country. Trump's going to stay in the fight. I don't see him giving up. And I don't see RFK Jr. either. And the political establishment has a real populist problem. I'll leave you with this thought on this. You know, people want to say rah, rah, rah to the people. If the money pulls out, we're going to have problems. We're going to have problems. Somehow, somebody has to create a vision that includes financial growth while resolving our issues. I I think we can easily do that without pissing the money away. In fact, especially considering the, the debt burden, we really need to now more than ever stop pissing away money. Excuse my language. Excuse my throat clearing. God bless America. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Leave me a little feedback. Info at ChristopherScottShow.com. God willing, I'll be back tomorrow. I sure hope to see you there. Make it a great day. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.